Oh, drinking. Oh. We were a, you told me. I we said were we were a dry, dry town. Dry town. From and the beginning? No. No, no, absolutely not. There were. That's not how it ever happens. First, everybody drinks. And then some people drink too much. And then the church wives get involved. The church wives. And then wives. the liquor goes out. Wait, and... women had a voice back then? Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is Mike and Tammy back for another round of Flyover Logic. I'm Mike, a former teacher turned business owner, lifelong conservative, and a bit of a political hot dish. And I'm Tammy, a sociology instructor whose studies and life experience has firmly planted me in the liberal camp. Each episode, we'll give you a brief take on what's got us thinking, what the heck? We'll take a deeper dive into one big topic, and we'll end with sharing something happy, leaving you all with some Minnesota nice. Sometimes you need a bird's eye view to make sense of the world, and sometimes you need to land the plane and take a look around. We hope to do both and help each other learn something along the way. All right. Okay. Well, hey. Hey. So, how are you? What are we? You're doing well. Are we? Are we what skipping? The what the heck? Are we no. gonna go? We're gonna start right now. Well, we should. Well, we right? have a few minutes before our guest comes on, so yeah. we should probably do that. Maybe I'll do mine. Yeah. First, and then if we so that have because time, yours is we'll... like a long, long, long one. Now I have to look at my notes so I can remember what it was. Okay, mm. my what the heck? Oh, mine actually is kind of funny. Okay, it's not funny. It's sad, <laughs> but this is the great, the greatest headline ever. None charged with embezzling. $800,000 from a Catholic school to fund her gambling habit. Aww. Habit. Habit. But um bum. Oh. That's the best. That's it's not the best. She <laughs> no, has it a is not. So, problem. uh, did you see this or not? No. Okay, so in California, a nun of 62 years, like Ooh. she's like in her 70s. She's yeah. She's 80 years old, your note says. Well, now. Oh, oh this, okay. she was she was in her 70s okay. when she did this. Yeah. So because it was um wow. like a 10-year period or between 2008-2018, she embezzled $800,000 from the Catholic school she worked at, um skimming off the tu- tuition. Uh, her name is Sister Mary Margaret Kruppi. Wow. Kruppi? Kruppi? I have no idea. Which then I also found out that it, like she's had gotten all kinds of awards. Apparently George W. Bush like called her out like you like as an example of awesome nunness wow. or something. I don't know. <laughs> you should be really proud of that. Awesome. A heck of a job he did. A, he gave her a heck of a. Wow. So anyway, she was caught last summer and now she's being tried for this uh, embezzlement. So she is skimming tuition uh, payments to pay for her runs to Las Vegas. So part of me wow. wants to just laugh because. A nun stealing money from the tuition pot to literally drive to Las Vegas yes. and gamble it away. Yes. Is that's not a headline you see funny. every day. Yeah. That but that it's also part is sad funny. and like what the heck. I'm curious also, like if you were able to skim eight hundred thousand dollars off the top of tuition. Yeah. yeah. What kind of school is this? Well, it's a like, Catholic school. It's a private Catholic school. But right? like that's yeah. a crap ton of money to That's just be like eighty thousand dollars a year and not be noticed. You know, like well, it's probably like one kid. This little tiny chunk isn't noticeable. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. Anyway, that was my what the heck. Wow, wow. 
Sister Mary Margaret. And well, of course, she's like, she's not fighting it. She pleads guilty. She's like, I've sinned. I have a gambling addiction. And I, should, I don't want to make light of no, gambling addictions. Right. But that's pretty, like, of all of the gambling addiction, addiction stories, that's funny. And sad. And a little funny. Right. Because then they, oh, yeah. in the article, and I'll... I'll put the the in the show links, but in the article they're like talking to the. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> the schools about they're like, oh, we could have used it to you know pay for X Y, a million dollars. Also, how do you lose a million dollars? If you lose, if you're able to lose a million dollars, you didn't need you it. You didn't need you it. You didn't need it. No. If you can lose a million dollars, you didn't have to have it in the first. So place. maybe also this is a one of those cautionary tales about maybe we need to loosen up the rules about being like nuns and stuff like that. Like I feel let them like, go gamble. I don't know. She must looking for some excitement in her life somewhere. <laughs> I I don't know because I mean isn't that like greed or you know like I feel like called out pretty bluntly no it has no? nothing it doesn't say don't don't gamble in the bible gambling anywhere. addiction like well, i feel oh, like it doesn't say don't have addictions either right <laughs> <clears throat> sorry i feel like i'm not encouraging gambling but you're saying it's not a big deal like maybe we should loosen the rules you said no no no, no. You, i mean you like legit said that i did what i meant was if you enter the priesthood or the oh like the, let them still have some not, fun not the nunnery what is the nun the convent? Convent. You enter one of those things and- it, The nunnery, right? did you say? Yes, the nunnery. I'm getting, I'm out of here now. I'm, I am clearly not Catholic and I don't know enough Catholic people. So come at me, Catholics. No. Come at me. Maybe drink. Also at this point, I'm like, you're 80. Maybe drink and smoke. Like, let's just let you retire and- 800,000 from the children. Because she was probably working children. for free- because she's a nun. Now you're just filling time. And you know, it's time of service. Whatever. So, right. meh. Meh. All right. What the heck? <laughs> if you can lose a million dollars, you didn't need it in the first place. Give it to her and let her retire happy. Okay. See all obstacles in my way. Well, now you sound happy, but you're grumpy. All right. We're I'm coming back. Grumpy. Yeah, you are because you're all mad about the things. What's your what uh, the heck? Okay. The Freedom Convoy. Freedom. Are you, are you familiar? I am because I am alive. <laughs> okay. Well, I honestly, like, did I this, really. Did this sneak up on you? No, but I really only look for news right now for this show. Like, <laughs> I have stopped. I have stopped. Like, I just. Turn off this. The previously mentioned um, text that you send me tells me that is not true. I see things on TikTok okay. or okay. whatever. You're not, okay, so anyway, anyway you got the news. So this, I had I had seen this story um, last week or so, like right at kind of the beginning of it, early, mm -hmm. early February. I guess it started the end of January. But anyway, it came up in my class yesterday. A student was- Just yesterday? Yes. Oh, okay. Because this week we're talking about crime and deviance, and oh. um, in your sociology sociology class, class, and this student was asking about the deviance of um, politicians telling GoFundMe to steal the money, and I was like, clearly this story has evolved since I knew anything about it, because I have no clue what the heck you're talking about. So I was like, we're gonna pause that. I'm going to go learn what you're talking about. 
and we will reconvene. Uh, but anyway, so this convoy started like border crossing from the U.S. to Canada. Whole bunch of truckers are like, we're going to block the road. Oh, no, no, no. Back up. Was this not the beginning? No. Because now it's like three different border crossings, no, no, no. four different it border crossings. It started with Canadian truck drivers shutting down Ottawa. Right. Which is where there's a border crossing, right? Yeah, but it because didn't they, start there. So it started oh, like downtown oh, sure. and along, like, so they were blocking downtown and, and where their, uh, where their legislature is or whatever. Right. So it started there like a week and a half ago. It's, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yes. And then it has now been spreading to Cause these. they were, the initial issue was we're pissed that like, if we cross the border for our job, mm-hmm. You are making us quarantine and then get a COVID test from home, like or or be vaccinated. There you go. <laughs> or be Those vaccinated. Here's your, your option. So, like, up in arms about this, whatever. And it has turned into now what multiple news sort. Like, I had to go check because clearly the question that came from a student was from a very biased perspective, right? So I had to go check a few different sources. Several sources are now saying like this is people are considering this an occupation. Like Mm -hmm. the police are like, it's turned pretty ugly, pretty quickly. I I mean, but it's spread to multiple border crossings anyway. So then GoFundMe gets involved because people were raising funds to give to these truckers in their efforts. Um, Close to 10 million Canadian dollars were raised. Which is like Uh, about 10 million. Yeah. About, about, it's about, about, about. (laughs) Um, so then the government was like, wait a minute, this is illegal activity or criminal activity. Canadian government. Yes. The Canadian government. Clarify which governments we're talking about. And so then GoFundMe was like hard pass. Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to refund this money. Ted Cruz then, did you see this? No. So I, I I specifically avoid, I I intake all the news (gasps) unless it has Ted Cruz in it. And then I say hard pass. So GoFundMe, GoFundMe said, no, we're not doing this. Um, Interestingly enough, then they went to a new Christian fundraising company called Give, Send, Go, which oddly enough, sounds like it's meant for missionaries. Definitely was designed that way. Yeah. That's exactly what it was for. So they've raised 8 million. Okay, hold on. They didn't raise the go, go, no, send, no, no. go. The, the new campaign just, yes. under this new website right, right, right. has now raised eight million. So, way to go, missionaries, right? Like, that's a whole nother thing. But now, Ted Cruz, no, you can't, listen. you can't, they're just, it's just a vehicle. A that's host. like saying pay, yeah, PayPal it's a, isn't, <laughs> it's a host. Yeah. That clearly was like, mm, anyway, it, anyway, Ted Cruz is now demanding an investigation into this quote abuse of power and said the company stole the money. He then said he would welcome this kind of demonstration on our side of the border. Quote, I think it would be a very good thing if it expanded. I just, what the heck, right? Like you have some options. Also, as Canada is like lifting some restrictions about COVID, like some of the provinces are starting to, you know, roll back some mm-hmm, of the things. Mm-hmm. That, so why, just why? I, mm, anyway, I don't like it, Mike. I, I bet you didn't. I don't like it. I don't like Ted Cruz, but also like, no, we don't want occupations of towns by hundreds of truckers and like they're defacing national monuments that like crimes are being committed, whatever. <laughs> I get it that you do not agree with like 
having to get vaccinated, but you're given an option, right? Like, here's your choice. Yeah. I don't know. I, whatever. I think that the response that is coming is gross. I don't know. And Ted Cruz, no. No, thank <laughs> you. I don't want that here. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, it's... Um, okay, first, I'm, I have to say on some level, I am entertained and tickled when this kind of stuff <laughs> happens in other countries because I feel like particularly... Um, I would just say, I'll just say it this way. Yeah. Particularly liberals in the United States love to like rub our faces in the ridiculous protests that happen or like crazy things that happen in like, especially with COVID. They're like, oh, we're the, no, the whole world is crazy. And so it makes me a little bit happy that like, oh yeah, Canada has a problem with this too. I feel like it's super interesting because I was thinking about that. Because then multiple stories have then popped up in my feed about protests. Clicked on one. Way to go. It's going like, I feel like America, we jumped into the protests right away. Like mass mandates, lockdown, bull. We're not doing it. Right. Like right away we started with the, like the opposition. Yeah. It's kind of exploding. Slow roll everywhere else. Everywhere now. But it has been going on. Anyway. Yes. But like this. So there's, that's my first thing is like, it's kind of a little bit entertaining. (laughs) Uh, But it is actually annoying. So like real world consequence, I, a manufacturer in Minnesota am now having delays in getting material that comes from Michigan because uh, that it's, border crossing, uh, most of the raw materials to make the materials that I want come from Canada. Yeah. through the through the that border crossing. Yeah, and so it does have some real world impacts, which is, I mean, the whole point. But I do think I really, honestly, when this first started happening, actually, even before the protests happened, when they when Canada announced uh, this new thing about the quarantining. Yeah. Honestly, though, it's a dumb rule. Like they could have come up with a different rule, whether it needs like in terms of if you're not vaccinated and you cross a border, then you have to wear a mask every time you leave your cab or something. These these sure, people who yeah. are doing these jobs, truckers, 99% of the time they are alone in their vehicle. Yeah. Like, come on. I think. And it seems a little late. It's like yeah. late to the. It's like a late to the game because. Yeah. Um, now there was some border closings before, but like, and I, I was talking with my wife about this um, earlier today too. Minneapolis, St. Paul is in the news because they were they're going to roll back. They they put in a uh, vaccination or negative test to go into restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. They did it at the end of January. Yeah. Like, it's I'm little- like, what? Yeah. I support you doing your things, but don't, why is the, the timing seems off and, and yeah. like you picked a fight where you shouldn't have and picked a so fight. So this one, maybe like, like you said, the borders were closed for a really long time. So maybe like this kind of a rule wasn't needed maybe. until the borders were open, but that's still been a little while. It's been a while. But I think to your point about the real world, like impact, the article, one of the articles that I read about it said that over $300 million worth of stuff right. goes back and forth every day yeah it's crazy and so like the impact like they're not getting groceries you know like some of that kind of stuff like you're blocking off your own people from access to food you know whatever like it's 
It's if, damaging. I do. I I also would like to call out like hypocrisy in terms of like because I but because I'm against both of these. Um, if you are someone who, when you've seen protests where people are walking out on interstates to shut them down, mm-hmm. that that's happened a lot in Minnesota yeah. and in other states or whatever, yeah. and in a lot of conservative states, they've passed laws not just against it, but like giving you can people run them permission. Over. Right. Go for it, Florida. So if you don't think people should protest the, you know, police killings by walking out on the interstate, yeah. this is the same thing. Yeah. You can't shut these things down. Yeah. At least for not extended periods of time. Like it'd be one thing if they were like, all right, from, you know, from three to five, we're going to shut everything down to show you. To make a point. To make a point. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything go back to normal. Right. Or do it so, every day, whatever it is. It is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan but also it feels like something that the the Canadian government could have maybe got ahead of. <laughs> oh, just. We'll see. We'll see. Ted Cruz. What the heck? What? It the doesn't matter. Heck? He's like, yeah, pro- bring it down here. I'll be in Cancun. <laughs> there you have it. There okay. you have it. All right. What the heck? Our guest today is Chris Schulke from the Ottertail County Historical Society. <laughs> Did I get it right that Perfect. time? I got all the things. That was all the things. Ottertail are two words. Ottertail is two words. Oh, yes. Two words. Sorry. Great. What? Nothing. I was waiting okay. for you to finish the so, intro. What, do you, what else do you no. want? So Fergus has like this big anniversary coming up. 150 years, apparently. I didn't know anything about that until Chris mentioned it last time I saw him. <laughs> and for the past, like, probably six months to a year, people have been saying, there's been a few people who have said, like, you should talk to Chris on that podcast. And we like, I don't know who Chris is. Now we met Chris. Well, and that, now you're here. Encouraging. Isn't that encouraging to you? Who's Chris? Yeah, who's, I, I didn't okay, know who you were. You didn't know who he was at all? No, I didn't. Okay. She's from Breckenridge. She is from Breckenridge. <laughs> So I grew Sorry. up here, so I've, I've known who he was, but I liter- we literally did just meet then today. Right. Um, but yes, you're you're like Man About Town. I've been to a lot of your tours. Um, okay, Man, Man About-, About Town. I don't feel like that sounds very That's nice. That's not right. It's, why not? He is around town. Okay. Anyway. Better than saying a derelict who you know, <laughs> walks about town. That's yeah. right. Okay. See, okay. I could have said yes, that. Yes, it could have been worse. Anyway. So Damn Chris, we're having from you Wisconsin. on <laughs> from Wisconsin because um, we want to we want to have a little bit, little bit, learn a little bit more about you, and what you do, and then also tell us about all this extremely interesting and fun stuff that's coming up with 150 year anniversary of of good old Fergus Falls. So I, what, he didn't. He just. You want me to take it? Take it? Just no. He's I just could run smirk. for probably he's, a no. Half hour. Nope. So just give us a little snapshot. Like, who are you and what do you do? My name is Chris Schulke. Oh, that's how you pronounce it. Okay, Schulke. S C H U E. I nailed that. Like. So, uh, I yes, I'm originally from uh, southwestern Wisconsin. And uh, I graduated from the University of Wisconsin Platteville with a degree in political science. I didn't even know there was one in Platteville. Oh, yes, Is it still engineer. there? Yeah. Oh yes, oh. engineering school. Oh. <laughs> so uh, then I you went to an engineering school for a political science degree. Yes, yes. Okay. Political science and history. You know, that's me. So um, I eventually. Uh, long story. I tried to become a teacher, and and I didn't like you know really teaching, and and so <laughs> I wanted to do something with history. 
So I started working as a seasonal interpreter at Old World, Wisconsin, in Eagle, Wisconsin. It's a living history museum, outdoor living history museum, where you dress up in costume, not doing first-person, you know, play acting, but talking about the, you know, you're you're at a shop. I I was at a shoe shop, a bohemian shoemaker shop that was, you know, brought there and actually taught myself how to repair and make some shoes. And it was wow. uh, just so much fun. But anyway, uh, from there, I went and got my master's degree in historical administration from Eastern Illinois University. And uh, after that, was I was applied everywhere. So in fact, the same week that I interviewed up here for the Otter Tail County job, which was the middle of January, nice. oh, I also interviewed in Lyle, Illinois for a park service job. And I, <gasps> I, you know, I kid you about Minnesota and Wisconsin, but I am so glad I got this job. Really? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Even though it was January, it was, you know, below zero and t- 10 feet of snow on the ground. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the area. Just, it was very nice. Even, and, and believe it or not, I, I took the first exit out of, of the interstate, you know. The first of the, the seven? Whatever it is, the first <laughs> 59. Yeah. And I, where are the hotels? Come on. What kind of town mm. is this? Oh. So where did I stay overnight? The Jewel Motel. Oh, oh dear. Wow. And this so is some history. That, that was an interesting uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, Wait, hold up. This is 34. 1989. Years ago. Oh, my goodness. So this is 30-plus years ago, and 30 even 30-plus years, years ago, staying at the Jewel Motel was... Uh, well, so... <laughs> it was not the Jewel Motel. another long story. So I needed... Uh, <laughs> Jeez. You know, I needed the job, and uh, so I got offered the job up here, and um, we, my wife Nancy and our son at the time, six months old, we, we came to uh, Otter Tail County, and I became, as curator, I was curator, and so, uh, which you had the Otter Tail County Historical Society. hand processing artifacts, and you do exhibits, and, but then about uh, the year and a half, two years later, I became director. Oh, that was and, a quick jump. Yep. They needed a director, and it was, it's was it been a challenge. And uh, ever since, I mean, I've had s- several opportunities to move on to other positions, but uh, there's no better place. So, wow. How about that? Because I think we wow. do a really good job at the Historical Society and as a nonprofit uh, local his- historical organization, there's always a challenge. Uh, from funding to programming to you know reaching people to exhibit development to I mean it's just so it's been it's been a cha- it's believe me you do not go into public history for the money you know <laughs> right. and, and that's fine as you yeah. can see the way I'm dressed now that's so it's uh, yeah. <laughs> you know there's I, I don't want to sound you know stereotypical but there is more to life than money. Mm-hmm. And so, as we have discovered, and and so uh, our kids grew up here, and uh, you know we'll retire here, and we love it. Wow. I mean, there are frustrations. Here we go. No, there are no, frustrations no, no, no. Yeah. with every community and <laughs> yeah. every county, but that's with it. You know, everywhere. And so, you know, we talk. We're going to talk about the Fergus Falls 150th anniversary, but. Remember that we are a Otter Till County Historical Society. Sure. Yeah. Otter Till is a big county, I think the seventh largest geographically in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And uh, not everyone sees eye to eye in Otter Till County, specifically between east and west. 
utter to the Which county. is That's super interesting. Other, like, oh why not God. just make two counties, right? Like, oh, oh, oh gee, about this for years. I'm just super curious about this beginning. because, like, do all counties have, like, you have your own county fair on your side of the county and we'll have our county fair on the other side of the county? Like, it's weird, Very right? Few, but that is one of the most enduring legend. Not, it's not even a legend because it's an actual fact, but one of the most enduring <laughs> controversies <laughs> in Otter Tail County is that a lot of people in the East part say that Fergus Falls stole the county seat. I know. That's one of my favorite stories. Oh, it was originally in Otter Tail. Yeah. You know, and uh, then the railroad bypassed Otter Tail. Mm-hmm. Why? Because one landowner refused to grant a right of way to the NP railroad, you know, to go through Otter Tail. They were poised and ready to do it. He refused to grant a right of way, thinking he'd hold out for more money. And the railroad didn't have time to mess around hmm. with this guy, you know. So they bypassed Otter Tail and went through Purim instead. Purim is the first town in Otter Tail County to get the railroad, 1872. And so um, without a railroad, Otter Tail literally fell apart. I mean, there was an exodus of people and businesses overnight. Wow. So Fergus Falls leaders, being very ambitious, uh, saw an opportunity to, hey, Otter Tail is just teetering on the brink of collapse. Let's move the county seat to Fergus Falls. So they got state representative E.E. Corliss, Ezekiel Ebenezer Corliss. That's fantastic. To sponsor a bill to move the county seat from Ottertail to Fergus Falls and annex the far western townships to Ottertail County. (laughs) So uh, at the November 1872 general election, it passed. Fergus Falls got the county seat, but there were rumors that agents, yes, agents from on Fergus horseback, Falls on horseback, snuck in. I like this story better. And stole the records under the dark uh, darkness of night, under cover of darkness. Wow! And uh, um, Corliss said it was a bunch of rot. It wasn't true. <laughs> so uh, here we are. So there, were, so there was no, controversy it, about like a rigged election, like oh, it was geez. a rigged vote. No, oh, no, 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 there no, was no, no. What was there the was darkness no, of night? No, that, that. No, no, no. There was no no qualms about the actual vote count. No one okay. questioned that. But the they just you know Fergus the deal Falls was shady. Kind of, yeah, it was shady. It was yeah. shady. Okay. Get the rep. Did, you know. Did the railroad then come like along We're with be that? Here till t- like, Sorry, I'm just Friday. No, it's gonna be awesome. The railroad because uh, then it came back to simply, us. Simply, well, there was a the railroad didn't come to Fergus Falls until 1879. Oh man! So a number of years later. So we took the county seat without the railroad. Yeah, because they realized that we were the fastest growing community in Ottertail County. And what did we need? We needed a you know a county seat. You needed a, to ensure success. Rep- you know to mm-hmm. be the center of government, local government. And so there you go. Okay. Then we can uh, we can talk about there were attempts over the years to divide the county even more. Talk about New York Mills. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. On. All right. Okay. Time out. Time out. First of all, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's amazing that he knows yeah, all he of this, this off the top of his head. No well, notes. He, he did write all the little plaques yep. no in notes. the Historical Museum, right? No. Oh, no. Oh, he no, didn't write no, all. No. Uh, I want to back, back up a little bit. So you came t- to uh, Fergus Falls. Oh, we're talking recent history. Yes. <laughs> you came to Fergus Falls for this. Yes. So all of all of your knowledge, like you had to learn all of this, like uh, as you grew oh, into your gosh. position. I Absolutely. mean, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like this isn't something that you picked up. No. And but you've been doing this for over thirty years. 
Um, did you ever envision yourself? I mean, you wanted to be in in history somehow, like in a in a county historical society situation and like and like why is it why is it important i mean i not just like why is history important because that's easier to paint a brush with but like why is like entities like otter tail county historical i can't even say it. can you change it to something else like it the, is a law name it's a lot yes the shulky historical society or we could just call it shulky world yes no, shulky world um <laughs> like why is it important that we keep doing these things well, I mean, I think it's even more, it's always been important. I mean, if we don't maintain uh, sight of our past, if we don't have those link between generations, if we don't know anything about where we've come from or what we've been through, we're, you know, and this sounds trite, but we are destined to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. I mean, this country has a notoriously short attention span, short memory. All right, moving on. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. We Sorry. do. Yes. And we so, really do. And so, uh, but th- the thing is, uh, you know, where where have we come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one thing about this area, it's which is another reason I stayed, is that people have a tremendous interest in their heritage. So the Scandinavians, the Norwegians, the Finns, the uh, Yankees, the uh, Germans, the Swedes, they you know that settled this area. Uh, the Danes and so forth have their descendants. A lot of their descendants are still here, but they have a connection to the past, and they've never let that go. I mean, the, you know, it's part of their right. It's part of their generation. It's it's part of their DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they understand their roots. And if we don't do that, I th- we're almost like a rudderless ship. If you don't know your history, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just kind of all over the place. Um, so we feel saving and interpreting local history is absolutely as important, you know, as arts and, and it's part of our culture and it's our part of our heritage. Um, and people here support that and understand that for the most part, I'm a little worried about the current generation. What, what, what do we call them? The Gen X W or something. Hold on. (laughs) Whoa. You might be in the room with a couple of Xers, so so you know. Come easy, on, guys, get easy. connected, man. No, so we have the the head of the Artichoke County <laughs> Historical Society in our studio. Uh, Excellent. No, so that is Excellent. so. I, here's another follow up question. Yes, it's Artichoke County Historical Society Museum. Yeah. Do you where do you stop going back? Do you own, do you start at when Ottertail County was a county? Oh, you know that that's that's a tough question because you just listed off Danes and all kinds of, yeah. and you didn't, and we did not go. Meh, you know, back a little I bit mean, farther. We should uh, we sh- should do more with um, indigenous history, with Native American history. Uh, there were, in, you know, I mean, there have been human beings in Ottertail County for ten thousand plus years. Sure, and we know that because in nineteen thirty-two, here's more dates. Nineteen thirty-two, yeah, uh, a road crew working on what is now Highway fifty-nine, just north of Pelican Rapids literally uh, accidentally unearthed the remains of a human skeleton and it had she had a it ended up being a woman she had a shell pendant and uh, it's about they're called Minnesota woman was known and it's it's about 10 12,000 years old and then we, you know we have archaeological excavations uh, the Dead River dig Fort Julson even there is it's built on top of burial chambers 
So, but we don't I didn't know, know that part. I did oh, not know that. Oh, yes, it's yes, also well. a very disappointing visit, yeah. just to say. <laughs> well, you know, you got to read this. You gotta read I read the, the plaque. All right. All right. I will talk to you instead. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So, so. But yeah, we should, yeah. we should do more, but it's tough because we don't necessarily know. I mean, there were mobile yeah. villages. And we they, don't. They didn't establish in, communities in here. Ottertail County. History. We don't have a we don't have a, a large or really remaining indigenous population in our area. Well, we no, we don't. to the north we, we do. Don't. I mean, like, but that's out we of our county and stuff we like don't. that. Yeah, and and you know we could definitely do more. Right. And we have over the years with programs and speakers. We had Anton Troyer speak a couple of years ago for an annual meeting, and we've had some exhibits. Uh, so we try, um, but we could do better. Sure. And what you're what you're saying, like with the oral history and not really like an established written record that is passed down it's kind of hard or you're, you're yeah, kind of piecing some things together right, a lot of their history is based on oral tradition yeah right. yeah Go well ahead. i appreciate that you're making an effort to you know do some of that yeah does that answer your question yeah no i was just i just sort of so, curious so like what the mission what the mission is or the parameters of a historical society are so the the mission is uh to collect preserve and interpret the history of otter tail county okay okay and we were formed in 1927, and so we basically are still have that same mission. Uh, we still collect objects, we still collect uh, archival materials dealing with Otter Till County history. You know, we uh, preserve them. A large part of our job is processing collections, and you know, so they're saved for future generations. And then the interpretation aspect, and that's you know the, the exhibits that we're doing, the tours that we're doing, the all the activities that Missy Hermes, our education coordinator, does in the schools and uh, assisted living centers and for all these groups. So that's all part of our interpretive effort. So Ottertill County became a county in 1927. Is that what you said? That's when the Historical, that's when the Society. historical Society. Oh, okay. okay. So Ottertill County became a county in 1868. Oh, okay. So we had our 150th anniversary. I'm disappointed you didn't know I'm that. really sorry. <laughs> God, the you Gen did Xers. not take part the in Gen any Xers. of those activities? I didn't grow up in 2018? Uh, no, sorry. So we had a big celebration for Otter Till County's <laughs> 150th in 2018. Okay. Okay. And then uh, now, several, what is it, four years later, yep. here we are doing Fergus Falls. Fergus Falls, we they held their March of 20, uh, 1872. is very important because it's when... Uh, the first city elections were held, um, and also when the very first city council was held. And in fact, so our big kickoff. All right, this here we year, go. Yeah, we go. Our big kickoff this year is on March 30th, when we are kind of recreating or having a special interactive city council meeting. Oh boy! Uh, March, I think it's Wednesday, March 30th, five o'clock at the city council chambers. And so what are we going to do? Well, we're writing a little interactive where we're going to uh, get uh, some of the council people to interact with the audience, interact with some historical characters. We're going to bring up some uncomfortable history. Oh, good. Oh, love it. So there'll be costumes and role uh, playing. Costumes will be mainly role playing. Oh. So uh, hopefully no one will walk out of the city council meeting. Unless that's scripted. Right. <laughs> You know, there's going to be at least one person at that so meeting asked, who won't re- who won't know it's not a regular meeting and is going to flip out. 
<laughs> it's going to be awesome. Anyway, I asked what? Uh, yeah, so that's... <laughs> so this is this is part of... Um, I'm a, maybe a little bit different than other uh, historical or public historians. You know, I really try to be interactive. And and I do enjoy theater. I, you know, I was in some plays and so forth back in the school, back in the 1920s when I was <laughs> in the school. Wow. In the 1970s. Um, and so I try to incorporate uh, that inter- interactive element. So there will be role-playing of yeah. historical characters sure. for people. And we're going to bring up, you know, some issues of uh, what what do you think is one of the Ooh. most contentious he historically sarc- contentious he issues in, no 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 apparently in Fergus it's Falls. stealing the county seat. No no no, Fergus Falls. Oh, Fergus Falls. Oh. For Fergus Falls stealing the county seat is they don't, you know, whatever. That was great. Yeah, we don't yeah. care. <sighs> We've got it. I don't know. Well, you're, you should know. You grew know. up here. Well, I, we, well, we talked about it earlier. Oh dear, you, crap! Now I got to. That's recent history. I don't remember any of that. The fair. The fair. No, oh, we didn't no. talk about the fair. That was you. He pointed at me. Oh, drinking. Oh, we were a. You told me. We I said we were a dry, dry town. Dry town. From and, the beginning. No. 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 Absolutely not. There were. That's not how it ever happens. First, everybody drinks, and then some people drink too much. And then the church wives get involved. The church and then wives. The liquor goes out. Wait, and... women had a voice back then? Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> individually, not necessarily individually, but collectively, they did. And that's yeah. going to enter into part of the, they could steer their know, husbands as group, enough as groups. Yeah, the, the yeah. women's Christian Temperance Union. The, yeah, the daughters of the American Revolution. Did we go dry during? Pro- so what was? I was not interested. Everyone no, went dry prohibition. Well, so, yeah, obviously that, but that was. So the big issue came after Prohibition was the to local bring it back or option. Not. Right. People, some towns could stay dry if they wanted to you know, or, you know, go on. Fergus Falls chose to stay dry. And for decades after that, there was always the issue between wet and dry. Wow. And so uh, it kind of culminated in the late 1930s with the election of uh, Mayor Philip Munson, Ooh. who was a— um, Methodist, fire and brimstone. Uh, he was an attorney, and he was elected for the sole purpose of cleaning up Fergus Falls. There are far too many beer signs in the community. Oh, And he said, we are going to run bootleggers out of town. We're going to get rid of all games of chance, including pinball machines. Wow. And so he was, he was a very interesting uh, person, and uh, he may make an appearance. Um, oh, I hope that so. That would be great. City council meeting. Yeah. But anyway, it was. So, what did people do? What this is another legend in Fergus Falls. We went to Fox Home. You went to Fox Home. Yeah. You went to Fox. Is Home, that what you where actually there do? There was an elegant. <laughs> there was an elegant um, uh, booze place establishment. Bar, establishment. I'm trying to think of the word they used. Saloon. Uh, fattened entirely by the wallets of people from, from Fergus, Fergus Falls. Falls. Is that actually true? Absolutely. Okay, that is Absolutely. true. Absolutely. Because that's, that's no the story question. we always heard was like, yeah, you drove to Fox Home. I find it really interesting because, so I grew up in Breckenridge, much smaller town. I moved Definitely here, wet town. I moved here in the late 90s, like right as I was finishing high school. It was so foreign to me that there were no like bars. Yeah, and, and that in, close. in Breckenridge, there were wet. so That's many what bars. I said, wet town. And there was only 3,000 people. Like, we had 
bars everywhere. You thought you were in Wisconsin. The Fox Home Kids came to our school. Like we knew where bars were. I mean, yeah. bars were a thing. And then we moved here and I was like, this is super, it was weird. It yeah. was noticeably weird. Well, and and it was uh, the, the, uh, the uh, churches definitely played an impact on that. There's no question about that. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of your older residents will, will tell that. Uh, they just clamped down on having liquor in Fergus Falls. It wasn't until 1959 that the, the community finally voted in to have a municipal liquor store. Yeah. It wasn't dry the whole time, though, was it? Like between the late 30s and 1959? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you could get oh. uh, cheap 3-2 beer. Sure. But uh, no, there wow. were definitely um, speakeasies. There were definitely, yeah. you know, there was bootlegging going on. Yep. Uh, but not. Uh, wow. In fact, some very infamous episodes down at the Cadets Hotel. Oh. So, uh, of wow. bootlegging going on. So instead of liquor, we had coffee drinking. I mean, the world champion oh, coffee. Oh, no. You're going to bring up Gus. Gus Man, if I hear about Gus anymore. <laughs> One of my favorite what? characters. He drinks a lot of coffee. Oh. Maybe, Old people like to I'll talk about you, him. Maybe I'll have you portray I him. I could be him. Tour. Wow. But can you drink 85 cups of coffee in four and a half hours? Oh, no. my gosh. Wouldn't you die? That's so much coffee. You would caffeine. think he didn't die. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, anyway. I mean, he did die, wow. but not that day. Right, right, not from that. We had coffee drink. People do love that story. It is interesting. How, how did you know? How did you hear about that? What are you talking about? It's in every. It's in every. Oh, of course, the Stumbinos have a. They uh, have it. A, um, it's it's brought up. I'm prob. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of your t- walking tours. You probably brought it up during the walking tour. I've had. Rick I'm Shara pretty sure. Uh, I was in a play called. Oh crap! What was it? It was the one that was written with your help. With Lowell Carpenter. Yes. Uh, oh, what was that? Yeah, by, yeah, yeah. by these waters. By these waters. By these waters. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made an appearance. I'm pretty sure in that too. Wow. This. Yeah. See, so this is deep. a lot I didn't know about you either. This was another way to introduce history. So that was. So by, that worked out pretty good. By these waters was a completely original play, researched, written, and performed by students. With we had they had some help. Yeah, a couple but of Lowell and you, but you, yeah. they, yeah. They did That's all awesome. the research at the Historical Society. Yes, yes. Why don't you do that again? That's really cool. Because Lowell has retired and moved away, and he's, we need to get him back to do it. Because he's the guy, man. He's, oh, man. Hit up Michael. It was a lot of Hit up Michael. Yeah, because he doesn't have anything going on. No. Michael doesn't have anything going on. He's, he's he, mostly sitting squeeze around. Squeeze it in. He's from Wisconsin. Squeeze it in. I don't talk to him. <laughs> From Wisconsin. Is he from Wisconsin too? He's from Superior. Boy, all of the. Oh, yeah, I knew. I did know that. that That's yeah, okay. So funny. <laughs> Got it. Uh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> now I don't. I. What else is going on? Well, I'm just gonna throw out a little side story because oh I had never gone into like the research area of the Historical Society Museum right. building, and I did that because over this pandemic, I found a show called Cheap Old Houses where like they learn the history of really old houses. Well, I live in a really old house in town. Um, it was built in 1902, and I was like. I want to know why this weird window is where it is. Like, who does this? So the historical society must know. I didn't find out like <laughs> why but. it was built that way or what. But she's like, oh, but I have a clipping about when the guy died in your house. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> wow. So that was great. That was great to know. Um, and I was really, really happy to go home with a copy of that to scare my children, apparently. But. Yeah, I mean, doing the uh, genealogy and local history research is a huge part of what we do yeah. at the Historical Society. 
And people, you talk about connections, mm-hmm. people from all over the country and Sweden, or uh, Germany and um, Norway and so forth, they come and do research at the Historical Society. The Norwegians are fascinated by the fact that they lost hundreds of thousands of the, their population moved to the United States. They can't figure you know, out why. Uh, they know why, but then they're <laughs> they're fascinated by then that connection. Then that connection. You know, finding out what happened to these people and uh, still get a lot of that. So doing genealogy is um, just, it never ceases to amaze me how much it grows. So we thought, oh God, during the pandemic now, people aren't going to be able to come in. So, But luckily we offer... People can email or on our mm-hmm. website, contact us. We did hundreds of, and it's actually better because we charge by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> so we made, well, yeah. We do it All for right. free. So we yeah. actually made more money doing that. But, um, and it's fascinating yeah. it is, all the things I mean, you that, come and do all that, the things that, you want to know about your house. They can we pull may out, not tell like, you about the house specifically. Oh, I, there was can, a, there was like a blueprint, like a piece of graph paper with like the original drawing of the house, right. which, how you still have that. But like she was able to say like the first owner worked here and did this. And then the second owner worked here. Right. Like there's a wealth of information. It was, it was fascinating. Was a lot of that from um, the, during the depression, um, the, what was that program? The WPA project? Yeah, right. Where I mean, like, where they literally, like, because you have a bunch of that stuff, right? Where they, they, they surveyed, they, indexed, they go. Indexed the newspapers. Yeah. Oh, through the through the 1930s, and we we used to call them our WPA index, and all those the information on all those hundreds and hundreds of cards, cards are now indexed on the computer. Oh, so people, you know, we can you access. Go look it up. Them. Yep, and uh, we've just added on to that. So I, I have to really give kudos to Kathy Evavold, our curator, who has made our research library indispensable because now people. Just, you know, punch over the button, you go to Ancestry. You know, I, I mm-hmm. can access this. I don't have to leave my, uh, you know, all these national uh, genealogy websites and find a grave and so forth. So we had to find a way to make ourselves keep up mm-hmm. so people would still use us. And, you know, she's done a tremendous job. So we have hun- literally scores of indexes from houses to weddings to cemeteries to, you know, so forth and so on. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Dude died in my kitchen, so. I suppose we have, do we have to talk about the cyclone? Well, so I've, I've got a. <laughs> you probably should mention it's that. It's like Gus, okay? It's a big deal. Like, it is kind of a big deal. And, but I, I actually, so I, I would like to talk about it a little bit, but I'm also interested in the concept of, of how we decide. I mean, not that it was, the cyclone in 1919 was a big deal. But we talk about it all the time, and so it it becomes part of like the 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 psyche and like the of the town, and and then at but that does come at the expense of other things. Anyway, there wasn't a question in there, so tell us more about the cyclone <laughs> and if and why you think truly... it's so important. Because you put when did you put the new? That was nineteen nineteen when you put the new another anniversary. We did yes, and but the the dis, not display. What yep, you we did a the, display. It's a, fantastic. Yeah, yep, we did that exhibit. Which... Also, is there actually a safe underneath Lake Alice? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the legends. Has Gus's coffee cup in it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, there are milestones in Fergus Falls. So yeah. I, I finally, I did a program, you know, well, how are you going to talk about 150 years of community's history yeah. in half hour or something to a group? 
Is that what it's titled? Because that's a great title. Yeah. How do you talk about 150 years? So I talk about milestones, and and you can fill it in. So I talk about the early years of Fergus Falls. I talk about you know the George B. Wright and the development of Fergus Falls. I talk about the first eighty-five. Oh yeah. You know the African American community. That was definitely a milestone. And then one of the main milestones is the cyclone because it was so impactful on the community. I mean, when you think about it, two thirds of the town was damaged or destroyed, obliterated. Right. right. Um. You know, 60 people killed, hundreds injured. How do you, I mean, the infrastructure was torn apart. The Union Avenue Bridge was gone. Cascade Street Bridge was gone. How do you, all the churches were gone, Mm -hmm. destroyed. All of the churches. Except for the Black Baptist. That's my favorite part of the story. Wow. Which one was the Black Baptist Church? It's not here anymore, obviously, but like, okay. And, uh, um, where was I going? So, you know, milestone. It's a, there's it, no yeah. So there was no 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 FEMA, no aid. There was no early warning system. And the other, the what's so fascinating is that when Lance Johnson first wrote his book on the Great Fergus Falls Cyclone, uh, he interviewed scores of descent people who went through that as yeah. when they were much when younger, children. And we, you know, that's a resource that is indispensable. So we have these harrowing stories of people just barely escaping or, you know, or finding someone dead and, or so, and so, you know, there's a community doesn't usually go through an event like that. And and we've got it, not only the oral histories, but we've got it documented through the Oxley photographs. You've seen the yep, circuit photograph, hundreds of photographs. And, um, it, you know, have we really ever recovered from the cyclone? Well, I mean, the population never stayed really quite the same. I mean, never grew like it was like it growing. was before. Right. That was like a like a stop. Well, kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. And and uh, I mean, a lot of things were rebuilt. Um, of course, the you know new. Um, Oh, we had the new courthouse was built, and then the Orpheum Theater was built, and then you know later on, eventually the River Inn was built, and and the addition to the federal building and so forth. So a lot of things happened, but it just you know devastated the town and its psyche. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were traumatized, and I think they even talked about when some storm, some people when decades later when storms would hit, they would just be frightened out of their underwear mm-hmm. i mean it was it was bad mm-hmm. so uh yeah we we talk about it uh, it's not going to be the major point this year so as part of our activities i am doing a tour of all lake right alice. i'll oh. do the lake alice cyclone tour people love it if you you don't want to come you don't I, have s- to come. <laughs> I i should i don't i really don't mean to be um, i do change things up i don't mean to to, to roll my eyes at it but it is sort of like especially if as somebody who grew up here who like it's like it. oh here we go again you know grandma's telling the story again you know whatever right, it is right. um and so sometimes i'm like there's got to have been something else that happened between 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 running all the black people out of town and the cyclone coming there had to have been something else that happened in fergus well so i talk uh one of the other things is uh when i present first presented this program to the sons of norway oh yeah i asked them what do you think are some of the milestones oh, of fergus Falls? there you go to get some ideas. And I, I should ask cycle. you guys, what do you think are some, uh, you know, 
what would you consider a milestone <gasps> in Fergus Falls? I want to know more about the running of the black people out of the I, town. Oh, I was going to say something well, lame, like the building of the... You need to bring Missy Hermes. Uh, she's <laughs> okay. done a lot of the research on <laughs> okay. that. But they didn't run... No, actually... That's a whole see, complicated That's a whole... Story. I should... Okay. I shouldn't they have did, been wow. so... Wow. I was like, no, wait. But, <sighs> I shouldn't be so glib. I need to know more about this. Okay. Yes. No, because yes. that used to... The, I mean, that, that was taught to me at one point in time. It was a period... No, like that... I mean, it's inter- what, yeah, we really, at one point in time because I don't remember where where I where I learned it that like the uh, the pop the African American population in Fergus Falls was one of the highest per capita populations in the state. Is that yes, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Sure. Prior to running the amount of town, which we didn't run the amount of town. Well, but like maybe lack of jobs, yeah, uh, lack of opportunities. They were sure they were marginalized, uh, but there was you know there was support. But don't you know they weren't. Equal citizens. No, There's no question about it. Let's no. just be honest about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, but we, we like, will. Th- but those are some of the things that, like, that's what I, I guess what I was maybe getting at a little bit too about how we tell our history because the the story I was told is that we had this population that was great, and then we hear stories about is it Prince Hunnicutt, is yep. that right? Yep. Who ran for mayor, and so it's like it, it's told in a way to highlight this positive point in history and then and then we didn't Never talk again. about the fact that like then there was a long period of time when there weren't tar- weren't hardly i can't even talk about it. anyway so yeah how okay. you tell the stories is kind of kind of important kind of important but should. i want i yeah. want to know about this what you think is a milestone but because you lived here since 1990 i i moved here in 1998 Oh yeah, uh, You've, uh, she's not. Wait, she's no, got no the, like the only there. milestone for me was like that I was aware of was the cyclone, right? <laughs> and you then around for that, and then you well, know we had a target and we lost well. a target. That was we had a target and we lost a target. <laughs> that's my that's my markers, you guys. <laughs> wow, I know. Wow, I didn't I didn't grow up learning the history of this uh, of this county. No. Well, I tell you what I think. If we want to talk about recent, fairly recent history within the last 40, 50 years is the coming of the interstate, mm. you know, in the 1960s. That tremendously impacted Fergus Falls because... Which, do you think it impacted it for the better or the not better? Uh, I, well, you this know... This isn't your interpretive role here. I, I would say uh, for the... No, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the interstate itself... Great. It's great. Yeah. I mean... You want to get to the cities, the, great. You want to get to the cities, you want to go out to the Black Hills, now you can, you know, whatever... Go. But as far as the way communities responded to it, I think it was very short-sighted. Oh. So they built to meet the interstate. So you had all the sprawl out on the west end of town to meet the exits. Yep. The gas stations, the malls, the fast food places, the big box re- you know, stores. And that lasted, you know... 20 years? Yeah, not, yeah. Th- not that long. And now we are trying to re boot our focus to downtown, downtown the historic core mm-hmm. of a community. And at the Sons of Norway the other night, they said, um, so, so what did you think about the interstate? He said it sucked, basically. <laughs> this is, he didn't use the word suck. But <laughs> a Norwegian it, it word. For, for uh, local businessmen, because basically downtown Fergus Falls, like so many other communities, became a ghost town. And now it's we're just working like the Diggins to bring it back. Mm. You know, and um, and I commend the younger people 
and our the young people. The young community. people. Well, it's trendy now, right? Like to revitalize. Let's not say it's trendy. Let's say this is this is the direction we're going in. We're correcting. Yeah, trendy a sounds. Mistake. But I but I mean but I mean yeah, that yeah, in I like in saying, like. Yes. Ooh, that's a cool looking building. Like I could use that for a backdrop of my coffee shop. You know what I mean? Like, and why that... can you do that? Because you have these historic buildings. Yes, but I like it's it's been like a like. Can I find a sweet old building because that'll look cooler? You know, for my Instagram or whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. It's like it's hip. No, it it is. And if you go to Fargo, which I don't, um, and you look at, but you're almost going to talk about. I it. am. But you look at a lot of the things that they are building now, they are building and they are attempting to recreate those looks. Yeah. And right. they never look right because they're no. they're new. Right. But they've also done some revitalization of the downtown. Oh, yeah. downtown. Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. so Absolutely. my question about this, like... I this interstate. I want to talk more about the Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm going to move That's away like from that. Up. You can move away. Okay. Whatever you want to do. I just, I'm curious about this, like, we're trying to bring back the downtown kind of a thing. Um Ottertail County as a whole is pretty rural, right? Like smaller communities. Yeah, very much. Um, what has that looked like in terms of revitalization versus dying off? Because like the trends have been kids graduate, get the heck out of Dodge, like never return. We're not taking over family farms anymore. Like this kind of a, you know, cultural shift. What does that look like in Ottertail County? Like, are we seeing that revitalization in these smaller communities or are there communities that are kind of dying off? Well, you, you know, you would get uh, from uh, Nick Leonard, you'd get a much more optimistic. <laughs> He's paid to be optimistic. <laughs> He's paid to be optimistic. But there, Ottertail, I think, and I'm not a, what the demographer, economic developer, yeah. but I think Ottertail County has fared better because of the lakes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so unique. And this is one of the things we talked about in our exhibit in 2018. Why are people in Ottertill County? Combination of wood or or water, uh, wood, grassland, just, you know, farmland. It's all here. And so it's always attracted people, Mm. and it will. Now we have a fairly large seasonal population and the lakes are, you know, but we've got over a thousand named lakes in Ottertail County. So, you know, and people will come and, 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 and they will stay. And I think there is a trend toward moving away for some from urban communities, from a lot of the congestion and crime and so forth, if they can work remotely from, you know, mm-hmm. Erhard or from uh, Bluffton or whatever. Sure. They do that. Um so Bluffton gets a shout out. Bluffton I love gets it. a shout out. <laughs> I got to write that down. I mean, you know, big, we don't necessarily, except for uh, Perham, uh, you know, big industries and Perham is thriving. You know, they can't house people because they have such a shortage. Um, Ottertail County seems to be very middle of the road as far as a good mix of rural, uh, you know, manufacturing and just, small mom and pop stores. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because when we have downturns, yep, we don't go way down or if we have upturns, we don't go necessarily way up, but we're pretty middle of, I mean, you know that you're in business here. And so, yeah, no, I, so, I, even from, which is good, I think. Uh, from my whole experience living here, uh, I have always said that I would, I like it here partially because of that, because we, if it's population growth or economy or whatever it is, we're always moving up, right? But we're moving up very steady, and but we don't have those swings as 
other places right. have it where they have giant boom and bust cycles, which is sure. really kind of nice. And yeah. and the other uh, Otter Till County has sixty two townships. That seems like a lot. It is a lot. I don't know if it's the most in, a, in Minnesota. It's certainly one of the most. It can't be because if it was the most, you would certainly know that. <laughs> so. If this was a factoid, it would be <laughs> in this your a brain. Factoid, you'd have so it. what's the point? Uh, yeah, what's the point? Uh, 62 townships. Um, the, uh, the other thing is we are actually fairly diverse. I mean, you can you can live, uh, especially you know, landscape-wise and, and people-wise, uh, you can live in Pelican Rapids, and you know you have Mexican influence, uh, Somali influence. Then you can go to New York Mills. Yeah, what do they and have? You have? The Finnish there influence. You go. Come on, the Finns and 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 the um, you know Scandinavians here. With, I mean, I think what Ben and Tessa are doing with Toast, trying to bring oh, yeah. Scandinavian influence, is is really good. I mean, it's genius because there wasn't a lot in Fergus mm-hmm. to. Harken back to our Scandinavian roots. Oh, two things I want to say about that now, which brings me back to one thing. One, it's also delicious. It is so good there. Uh, two, uh, you had mentioned all the Scandinavian things, and I wrote this down. Uh, did you lament when we lost Scandinavian days? Uh, a little bit. I, I was, I was sad what about What was it. this? So what we now call, oh, he's, he's getting bracing, because this is like one of those... Oh, oh, things. Yeah. Uh, what we now call Summerfest oh. used to be called Scandinavian Days. Okay, Scandinavian right. Days would be way cooler. That's what I always Sorry. said. Yeah. I know that they were trying to be um, some. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they were trying to be more inclusive, but they're trying to be a broader. I guess I can see whatever. that. I can see that. Like, but, but I feel like you lean into those things. If yeah. you're a German Every place town, has a summer right, fest, like, you know? right? But yeah. if you're German, then you have Oktoberfest, and if you're Scandinavian, you have Scandinavian, or you, whatever yes. it is. Lean into it because it's more interesting. Like yeah. Barnesville does with the potatoes. Yeah, genius. Yeah. Yes, like right? that. <laughs> yes. No, it is. Yeah. Potato wrestling. I mash yeah. potato wrestling. We're yeah. going to do that. This uh... Perm has turtle days. No wait, they have turtle racing. What is turtle racing? They have they have turtle days. Yeah, There's they, a turtle yeah, days. I think they do yeah. have yeah. turtle days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't, so I, mi- don't, I miss that. Yeah, you're right. Don't shy away from your past. Yeah. And you know, but but it is kind of a, a historical misnomer to call it Scandinavian days because we were primarily settled by Yankees, old stock Americans from you know New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, Ooh. Uh, Illinois. I wouldn't have, guessed, I wouldn't have guessed that. Like Yankee one, days, I go for Yankee days. Abs- they have far more influence in our community than the Norwegians. Interesting. The Norwegians were farmers. They took advantage of the 1862 Homestead Act and farmed Norwegian yeah. Grove Township, Nidaros Township. Uh, you know all these. I see it now. So the Scandinavians were in the farms. Yes, and then and then the Yankees were in the towns getting drunk and rich, no, and then well, the drunk. Scandinavians started the getting churches rich is right. and <laughs> getting rich. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, um, so you have so you have this thing going on for sorry. I'm trying to bring it back to. So you got the kickoff in March. Kickoff. You're going to have a a, a a like a like a really raucous. We hope City so. City council meeting. Yeah, we want people uh, to What else? Are you doing things like all year? Or <laughs> so I'm uh, going to dress up and do like a like a temperance movement kind of. I would love that. No, I would not. Put you in a dress and because remember the hey. women's Christian temperance union. And yeah. There you go. Wear a sash. 
Yes. Votes for women. I know. I want to. My favorite one of the are the protests later when they had all the picket signs that say we want beer. That's my favorite picket sign ever. <laughs> anyway, so you're doing the, the thing. What so else we'll do you got going on? And then starting uh, on May 14th for Preservation Month, we are doing a bus tour the uh, of Fergus Falls of the historic buildings, mainly the National Register buildings. Cool. Uh, we have a double-decker bus coming from... <gasps> London, Wapiton. straight from London. Wapiton. Oh, okay. In your neck of the woods there. <laughs> and then, um, so that'll be Saturday. And then the, a lot of the activities uh, in June, so around Summerfest. But I'm, so the week of Summerfest, I'll be doing a, a downtown Fergus Falls mystery tour, which yep. I haven't done in like in three years. We're gonna up we went that to one of those, bit. yeah. Well, we're going to up that. Okay. Um, a little bit more, more mystery. Characters. And then we will do a Lake Alice tour. We'll also do a tour of um, State Hospital outside, not inside, not inside. outside. Stories from the State Hospital, Oak Grove Cemetery. Uh, we'll have our exhibit up, Fergus Falls Through the Years. Um, so th- there's an all-school reunion taking place. And I know that the, the you'll have to talk to Lisa from the chamber. She's got stuff going on and the Downtown Riverfront Council, Natalia's got stuff going on, all in conjunction with the 150th. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Cool. It's a big deal. I'm getting a little old for this, but we'll make it work. <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I have to ask <laughs> about the state hospital tours. Okay. <clears throat> because I never had the honor or pleasure of going on an inside tour. Yeah. How does one get an inside tour? Hammer. A yeah, hammer? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. They I are, just they like gonna let you inside right now. It's so sad to me. Like I want to see in there and hear. Like I don't know. I want to hear about it. I want to see. Okay. So state hospital topic could yeah. be like. Oh yes. Days okay. and days. Yes. But I, because you you did. I I even watched some of your video. The brief history of the ARTC oh, <laughs> redevelopment. Yes. Um. Is that something that? Uh. Are you? I don't he know. He was about. One of ten people that saw it, but oh. it was pretty it was pretty riveting. Yes. Uh, no, I mean yes, it was. I don't know where I was going to go with that because the state hospital building is another one of those things. If you, I don't know if it's it's not a milestone. It it's is a, a milestone. It is There's a. No it is question. A, it's a milestone. It is a tripping hazard, is what it is. It. Everybody has an opinion about it. Yeah. Um. What? So what's? So what's the? So you? I'm, I'm going to tell you yeah, yeah, from from okay. the history perspective, 150 years of Fergus Falls history, the pursuit and the building of the state hospital is definitely a milestone in this community because it not only imp- impacted the community economically, but my God, uh, culturally. I mean, everyone has a story about the state hospital yes. or a legend about the state hospital or threatening to call to send your little brother or to, the state, to the state hospital. Right. You know? And the jobs that they provided for a time were wonderful, great jobs. I mean, it was the flagship institution for Minnesota. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. Mm-hmm. And for decades, it, I mean, it never closed. You know, and that really I helped build the middle class in Fergus Falls because mm-hmm. it provided good state jobs in the, especially 60s, 70s, you know, into the into the 80s before it closed. Um, but yeah, it's important. I mean, we could have a whole show That's on, right. on yeah. preservation. Um, I will say that you know I'm an ardent preservationist. Uh, one of the projects when I first came to Fergus, Mark Sunberg and I got involved with was saving the Cadets Hotel because mm-hmm. the city wanted to tear that. You know, it was it was in really it was tough in shape. really bad it was shape. Tough shape. 
And, you know, through a grassroots effort, we were, you know, able to keep it at least alive until ArtSpace bought it. And, and now it's, it's a wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> until, the way you phrased that was like, until ArtSpace bought it. No, now, no, no. I should now say, they drove ArtSpace, it into the ground. <laughs> no, no, they're doing, they have done. No, it's oh wonderful. Oh my God, ArtSpace has done a great job. And if we could get them to invest in the state hospital, that's, that's what we need. So mm. anyway. Go to the nurse's cottage. Uh, I did yeah. go up to the nurses, the old nurse's cottage. Really cool. Um, oh, I'll also be doing a tour of the state hospital and poor farm cemeteries for the you know, 150th. So lots of, and not only for Fergus Falls, but I'll be doing my usual tours yeah. of Mount Pleasant Cemetery over by Clitheroe, uh, Henning, Battle Lake, Pelican Rapids, um, and New York Mills. And Purim. Lots going on. So you must spend a lot of time on the road. You know, I my my wife, I said, Do you want to come on the tour with me? Stony silence. <laughs> not, not anymore. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of evenings mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, especially during the summer. But it's uh I mean, there could be a lot worse things to do. So do you do you guys work with like so you have the museum in Fergus, which is the Ottertail County Historical Society yeah. Museum. Yes. Uh, are there like satellite? Not yet. Oh. No, oh, there aren't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, there aren't. Um, or like independent. You you keep referring okay, to so yourself as a private histor. We private, are we are private a, historian. Yeah, is that what you can? No, public, no, no, you call it public, public historian. Yeah. Public but we are a private nonprofit organization. We get you know some money. I request some money from, from the this. county, but primarily it's donors and grants and membership and so People forth. People looking up their grandmas, your yes. house and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, there is a uh, the Prospect House Museum in Battle Lake. Okay, wonderful collection of Civil War artifacts and memorabilia from uh, Captain uh, James Colauer. Then there's East Ottertail Museums, our uh, Veterans Museum, and um, the um, Pioneer Grounds. They are separate organizations, um, but you know, maybe someday we'll all be connected. But that's. That's I, a that's maybe after probably I retire. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? One final word. <laughs> uh, you know, am I speechless? So no, uh, I know, don't think that's possible. Look, so we're you can see paint on my hands. We're working our keisters off, getting our new exhibit ready. So that will be March eighteenth. Um. You know, depending on how big of a crowd we can have inside, you know, for an opening, but it'll that'll open March 18th. We've got lots of artifacts out there. Uh, we're, we're working on a map, and there's a mural. Uh, it's going to be a great exhibit, so I hope people can come out and see that. So despite your trepidations about... About Wisconsinites? Wisconsinites and history. Um, and we try to make history interesting. Yeah. I'm not... I found it interesting. I always find it interesting. It's great. Well, yeah, you are one of you're a history nerd. I'm right? a big nerd. You yeah. are a nerd. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a history nerd. Oh, thank. Oh, <laughs> very well played. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with us for a little while, um, giving us some tip. I, I, there are about eighteen different. Yeah, ones we need we, could to, we have follow some threads up on, to follow up on, on yeah. some of this stuff. But this was great. And if you yes, uh, if you have a chance to go at any of the walking tours, there uh, I've been on several of them. I'm usually in the back though, because I don't. Yep. Uh, He's the one that was heckling me then. Yeah, that one definitely at was the, a, at the city council or at the yes. city hall. 
Yep, probably. that was probably probably not me. that Thank was probably him. But you yeah. should do them; they're great. What is it's a good really What is a good place where people can go and find information on all the events coming up this spring? So go to our website www.otchs.org. There we go. Otchs.org, and uh, also there is a Fergus One Fifty website. Oh, I'm check. I think okay. it's active. Gene Bowman has set that up from Visit Fergus Falls. Okay. A Fergus 150. Cool. Great. All right. So check out all the events and um, come out and, yeah, like what what is it? So yeah, (laughs) we'll get to to know a little bit more about our town, huh? All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. It was fun. There's, he, Chris has looked. Oh my gosh, does he have a lot of knowledge? All in his head. All of those dates and everything that he pulls out and like people's names or whatever. No notes. That was no notes. That's just, and now. That blows my mind. If your only job for 30 years though was to study. Sure. And dive into the history of a uh, uh, county, you should probably learn a lot of that That was really impressive. Anyway, yeah. I learned some things and also I have some more questions. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots more questions. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think it. W- I think that was really fun. Um, check out all the history things that are coming up. See, I did it wrong again. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, oh, that's great. Let's wrap it let's up wrap with something up. nice. Okay, so I railed on this incident in Canada in my what the heck truckers, little segment. Truckers. Yeah, truckers. Well, and Ted Cruz. So maybe Canada can take Ted Cruz. I would like to point out that Ted Cruz is vaccinated and boosted. I have some words anyway. for that. Anyway, okay. So I thought my nice story would be about Canada too. Okay. Um, actually, it wasn't planned that way, but this was one of my nice stories. So I had figured we'd go with a theme. Doctors and therapists in Canada can now prescribe patients access to national parks, historical sites, and marine conservation areas if they believe it would help the individual's health. I'm looking at this. I'm reading this story. Like, That's awesome. That is super cool. Sounds like universal healthcare or like some socialized medicine, you know, program. Like you can go to Germany and you can get your insurance to cover belly dancing kind of a thing, right? Like this is really cool. Here's the kicker, Mike, that yeah. I did not realize. This new program in Canada is modeled after a similar program in the United States. Yay. Did you USA. know this? USA. No, I've never heard I, of that before. I have never heard of this before. Apparently, the United States already offers this type of thing. You can get a prescription for um, park therapy in 34 states. Like, I mean, is Minnesota one of them? I sure as heck hope so. I didn't. I didn't find there. a list, but also you can go to parti- to petition like parksrx.com. Awesome. You can go to like partition so that your doctor can prescribe that for you. I was like, whoa! Totally shocking, United States, that we um, trendsetters prescribe nature as therapy but super cool and it's very therapeutic for me like yeah just being in nature whatever kind of version except for maybe winter but um so anyway so you, kudos to canada for finally doing this that's awesome but also shockingly hey. way to go united states united states Every, i didn't see that coming. our, our health care system is so awesome that, <laughs> that everybody is trying to be just like us that is no, being really outside funny. is, it is really, I mean, it's great. People it should is. be out. I love, and our national parks are great. Our state parks are amazing. Yes. Get out. So super cool. And just, I mean, you can prescribe it yourself. Like just get outside. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call that? Bathe, tree bathing? No. 
Green bathing? Yes. Oh, forest, uh-huh. forest bathing. Forest That's a bathing. Thing. That is a forest thing. Forest bathing is a thing. Um, yes. Read about to... that on the Parks RX website. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, go get some green therapy. Or white. Or white. Right now. Yeah. Do you, have you ever gone to any national or state parks in the wintertime? Apparently not. I don't think so. Okay. I'm more of a fair weather park explorer. Well, you can have fair weather in the winter. Mm. You should really do you do you Nordic you don't Nordic ski? No. Mm. I have thought that perhaps No, nah, probably not. No? Maybe not. No. Maybe snowshoeing <laughs> or something like that. I've thought Almost, about that. I th- mm. I'm pretty sure like, I just like every hiking. state I like park in hiking. Minnesota has groomed trails. Yeah. Um and a lot of them have gear you can rent. And, and some of them do, do like candlelight ski events. Candlelight ski things. Which is kind of cool. Yep. Our family has done several winter camping things at state parks. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. It is because there's a go. stove. Right. There's heat. <laughs> anyway, get outside. <laughs> All right. That's nice. That's what nice. What do you got? Well, speaking of being outside um, in the snow, mine is just more Olympics. So have you watched any Olympics at all? Bare, like none, right? Here's here's what I have watched. Oh, dear. Leslie Jones Olympic commentary. <laughs> <laughs> As Mike spits out his drink. That was a spit take This right there. is what I have watched of the Olympics, and I'm here for it. Did so you anyway. hear that she like? Uh, so is it Pe- who's Peacock? Is that NBC? NBC, NBC was like getting Shut all it up. Down. You need to stop and- t- tweeting that. And then everybody's response was basically, um, "This is the only coverage that anybody's exactly." Watching. And so then they're like, "Okay, we'll allow uh, it. We'll allow it." Yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm watching. That's what you're watching. Yes. Well, anyway, I still love, I have not watched a ton of it either, but I have watched a few things. Yeah. We have it on at work. I always put it up so it's like on a Aww. TV on work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's despite coronavirus, despite that it's in communist China, like it's like the, dra- not drabest. It is sort of has the vibe of like the most disappointing Olympics yeah. because there's just not the festive. Yeah. I think even if there wasn't coronavirus, it would have been. The picture of the ski jump with like the nuclear factory behind it. Have you seen that? Like, no, I don't know what kind of factory that is, but this is not pretty. And like <laughs> literally every event that's on snow, all of that snow is man- was manufactured. Yeah. Like not even supplemented. Not like, cool. Just, uh-uh. it's and totally if you fake. catch it in the right times, like there was some Nordic skiing and it was really windy and like sand. They're basically in a desert, like in a high, they're like in a high mountain desert. So, sure. But like. So they're skiing on snow and there's like sand. <laughs> it's horrible. But anyway, awful. the Olympics are still awesome because even though we have all this stuff going on and we're almost at a war in Ukraine, the whole world is actually participating in this thing where we get together and we do these games and, and like, then I, I just love it. And I love, so I was going to point out, we had a snowboarder. So you, this is all USA snowboarder, uh, Lindsay Jacobellis, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she won gold in the mm-hmm. snowboard cross. Yeah. Do you know what snowboard cross is? Yes. Oh. I wa- well, I watched. You watched the that re- one. The repeat of hers. Yes. That's like, it's like Red Bull. <laughs> yes. Whatever. So anyway, she did that. Did you see the Michaela Sheffrin, um, uh-uh. the skier? So she's a she's a skier um, for the USA, and she had a really bad race, like um, where she actually just like went over and sat oh, down. Is this the girl that got disqualified? A- yeah, she like walked over and, and just like sat down. Her. Yeah. Which was heartbreaking, but also like I love these stories because there's almost always a story that goes with it. And like they're amazing, but they're also still it's like uh Simone Biles, right? Yeah. When she didn't do when she didn't compete. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm not happy about that. 
but the human story yeah. is like so interesting. Um, and then Jesse Diggins, she won yes. bronze. Yeah, uh, I think yesterday. Yeah, uh, in this one of the sprint races that she was in, mm-hmm. and so that one was really cool too. Minnesota girl. First of all, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Second of all, she was part of the team that won the first gold medal for the United States last time around. Yeah, this is the first time we've had a bronze individual yep. in the Nordic ski. I think any individual yeah. in the Nordic ski. Yeah. Um, and it just was also hit me today because um, I was at a Nordic ski event for my kids because yeah. uh, it was the, the sections meet. And so mm-hmm. we have two Nordic skiers and literally every skier has gold glitter on their face, Aww. which is Jesse Diggins' signature thing. And That's I just think so it's cool. really, they, all, the coaches, the boys, the girls, everybody, That's they all really have cool. glitter on it. And I just, it just makes me happy. Yeah. So Bring that was us my together. Yeah. That in the commercials. Did you see the Dwayne Johnson one? No. So like last time there was, there was a commercial and it was all about the parents that like bring their kids to all the practices. Okay. And that. It yeah. just makes my heart. This one was uh, narrated by The Rock. And it was, I dare you. And it's like all these kids, you know, like being dared to jump. Okay. Whatever. And then they become Olympians Olympians and it's just adorable. And I want to cry every time. (laughs) You're such a softie. I love it. Anyway. (laughs) That is nice. That's nice. Well, there you have it. Another episode of Flyover Logic. This is Mike and Tammy saying that even if you don't have time to land here, we're glad you found time to listen. 